one person can make a difference. That I think is the belief all of us need to imbibe because if even if you look at history of countries, of continents, it's been one person who's made a difference, right? At different times of our lives. So let us all, I think, aspire to be that one person. And yes, we can be. That's the belief we need to have in ourselves. Brain Podcast. Welcome to another episode of the award-nominated podcast, Unleash Your Supernova, also ranked in the top 3% of all podcasts worldwide. I am your host, Nova Lorraine, and I'm excited to bring you another show where storytelling comes to you at its best. I'm going to be introducing you to creatives that are doing what they love while changing the world. Through their stories, you'll be able to learn mindful, holistic tips and hacks for how to grow not only in your business, but also in your life. We'll learn from these rising stars from around the world and how they've unleashed their superpowers, sharing their wisdom with you. I'm excited, so, so excited to introduce a very good friend and innovator, Sherrod Agrawalt in our studio today. Hi, Sherrod. Hi, Nova. Happy to be here. And happy to have you. And I'm going to just take our listeners down a little trip little memory lane trip with you and I before I dive into your bio and we get into the interview. But Sherrod and I met about a year ago, I believe, and maybe even a little longer than that. And at the time, we're both also in the Web3 emerging tech space. And I, I'm not even sure, Sherrod, how you, how you connected with me, but we did connect on LinkedIn. And Sherrod does these really fabulous interviews of various founders and innovators and only webinars, right? That was, you had reached out to me to be a guest on that. And I believe you were also doing panels and forming the general public about this, this I would say crazy, but let's just say exciting, fast evolving space of Web3, the metaverse, blockchain, all of that. And you've really been a force in bringing knowledge to the community. So I want to thank you for that. But that's how we initially connected and we really hit it off, especially around our philosophy of mindfulness and impact. And so we're going to be diving into that today. We're going to hear a little more about what excites Sherrod and why he does what he does and, and so well. So let's also just share a little bit more about your background and other reasons why I'm super excited about having you today and what our listeners will be getting from you. So Sherrod is the chief metaverse officer of CyberGare. He started the first digital agency in the Middle East, and that was in 1996. And that's CyberGare, and you can find it at cybergear.com. In 2010, CyberGare started offering AI, big data, and other fourth industrial revolution technologies. In 2019, Sherrod launched onlywebinars.com which hosts corporate and community webinars and podcasts for a global audience. CyberGear entered the metaverse space in 2021 and is offering solutions in the areas of Web3 and NFTs. Sherrod's latest ventures are MetaShapers Community at MetaShapers.com and Meet the Metapreneur at Metapreneur.com. I was on that show. <laughs> Sherrod has interviewed impact leaders and including Vishen Lakiani, founder of Mind Valley. I love Mind Valley. Dahlia Feldheim, author of Dare to Lead Like a Girl. And Sharada has joined the world's top 200 business and technology innovators powerless. 
Sherrod is also a speaker at many international conferences on the topics related to the metaverse and Web3. So again, big round of applause if we had a live audience. Big round of applause <laughs> for Sherrod Agrawal. <laughs> so yeah, it's always great going through the bios, you know, even though we know each other and we've been keeping up with each other's projects and all the growth in the industry, but it's always great to sort of go back and go, man, that's so impressive. Like everything you've done and your passion for really helping others, supporting, especially the Gen Z generation as it relates to them onboarding into Web3 and and immersive as well as emerging technologies, but then also to bring your knowledge and to aggregate a community that's equally passionate together. So together, we're making a bigger impact in the space. So I just want to just tell you my personal reasons why I'm inspired by you as well. Thanks, uh, Noah. And uh, we are in it together. In fact, uh, my slogan this these days is together we thrive. That's right. Yeah. And my slogan is we rise together. So that's definitely another area of synergy and synchronicity between us. But I just love your energy. You're so calming. And when we met, I just remember like, okay, if I have a question, I'm going to Sherrod. Like, did you just presented yourself and the space as someone to trust and to come to? and to lean on. And so I appreciate that. And I think that you do that for so many other people. So let's go into your why, because I'm sure that is what drives this energy that you carry and how you present yourself and all the wonderful, impactful projects you're doing around community building. Why do you do what you do? What drives you? And this is something for those listeners that are joining me for the first time that I talk about in my book, Unleash Your Supernova, I open up with that because I think that it's so important for us to understand what our North Star is, what leads us, because sometimes it's not always for our highest good. And it could be where you live. It could be the career you've chosen. It could be the person you've chosen to spend the most time with, the foods you're eating, like really take time to dive into why do you do the things you do? What motivates you? And is it for your highest good? So I'm going to throw the question back in your corner, Sherrod. What is your why? Yeah, so to answer that, I'm going to take you back to 1996. That's when I got into the internet services business for the first time. And I actually started the first digital agency in the entire Middle East region. Uh, So I have from the beginning, big believer in technology. That makes me, you know, believe in the concept of transhumanism which basically means that technology can solve any problem on the planet. So this is something I learned quite early in my working life. And I'm also a little bit of a risk taker because when I got into the internet business, I got in from a pretty good, you know, multinational kind of a paying job with all the comforts and then decided to throw it all away to become an entrepreneur. And I remember at that time, my friends thought I was, you know, going crazy to get into unknown territory. But I knew back then that internet would be a big thing. I'm talking 1996, right? There were no websites. Email had just started. And uh, people knew nothing about the web. And so I was one of the first guys to 
not only start talking about it, but basically decided to make a career out of getting into the space. And like always, it happens, the early adopters uh, have to educate the market. So that's what I took upon myself to do. And I remember first three months, all I did was I used to go and meet potential clients. And my PowerPoint presentation those days used to be the title used to say 10 good reasons why you should have a website. Mm. And looking back, right, everybody today has a website, not only a business website, people have personal websites. But back then it was relevant. And now if you fast forward 27 years, now my PowerPoint presentation says top 10 reasons why you should be in the metaverse. So I'm just reliving history and I kind of know that just like everybody today has a website, in tomorrow's world, everybody will be in the metaverse. And that will be known as the third address. And this is a prediction I'm making today in uh, 2023, when still there are a lot of naysayers, a lot of people who think metaverse is a hype. It's not going to happen. Mass adoption is decades away. No. If you follow technology, you can't go wrong, period. So I was talking about the concept of third address. What do I mean? The first address is your physical address, where you live. Like I live in Dubai, that's my first address. My second address is the URL, my website. And the third address will be my destination site in the metaverse. So it's coming, it's on the way. A lot of brand managers, are contemplating next steps but you know it's a hobson's choice and leaders have to decide whether they jump into it now or come in later and i always like to be a leader rather than a follower yeah i will echo that and i just there's a lot there to unpack so i'm just gonna go through the layers with you 1996 going down memory lane i actually remember setting up an email address that was the year i got married and yeah, so I remember that year very well. <laughs> yeah. And yeah, I should have like, as I was doing my email address, I should have just racked up like a hundred dot coms, right? Because I probably would be in Tahiti somewhere on the beach if I did that. But yeah, it is, it's very much a, this time that we're in as a reflection of that time period. So I love that you brought that up and you were an early adopter then and you saw the trend, you saw what was coming and there was that bubble around the internet and everyone thought that it was going away. <laughs> sort of like, okay, that was an interesting thing, whatever. And it only continued to grow and, and the giants during that time grew post-bubble that are here now, the Google and Facebooks of the world. And so if you're paying attention to Sherrod's point, this technology is here, it's being utilized and the creators and builders and innovators are looking at use cases and what is the best way that these tools can bring value. And we've seen some really powerful use cases thus far that we could touch on later, but I just think that's really impressive that you decided to leave this very push, comfortable, predictable position to jump into the unknown of entrepreneurship. And one of the things that drives me so much in all of the platforms that I create is to inspire and empower and educate the entrepreneur, especially the creative entrepreneur, because this journey, I believe, mirrors our journey in life, our personal growth journey. And that was something that I discovered by accident. And I 
fell into entrepreneurship because I had a dream, I had a vision and I wanted to bring it to life. And I knew I had to own that vision and that process to do that. But it wasn't like I woke up one day and said, oh, I want to be an entrepreneur. But this was the journey that I was meant to be on early, early on. And that journey comes with highs and lows and unpredictability. And it is a leap of faith that you have to take when you leave something that's so predictable. I left a PhD program, full scholarship, teaching position, and pivoted to entrepreneurship. So it was definitely something that has allowed me to grow. And I love that you now take that personal journey into what you do now, Sherrod, as an advisor, innovator, builder, investor, and empower other entrepreneurs. So I definitely wanted to touch on that. And the fact that you brought up risk taking and this space we're in, this Web3 emerging technology space is all about risk taking. It's brand new. You know, it's day one of 10,000 is what I tell people. And But you have to put your toe in the water and you have to try things and test and research and observe and then take that information and build again. And so it is unknown territory, just like entrepreneurship. And that's probably why we've, we've gravitated towards technology. And I love how you position the metaverse as this third address. And one of the projects I was recently working on was this concept of connecting the two spaces, the Web2 space that exists, because there's a lot of time, energy and investment that's been put into these spaces with this new, more immersive space that is growing, as we're calling the metaverse or these three-dimensional immersive environments. And I love how you position that into the language of a third address, because I think part of the issue as it relates to adoption or even just taking the chance to to build in this space is not understanding the language. It was technologists, game developers, engineers, and coders that was creating these foundational technologies. So the language is very technical. And when you are able to build this really simple vision or picture, then people can understand it. And if they can understand it, then they can adopt it and use it. So I love that concept around the third address. Right. And it's funny you say that because uh, when we had last met at, I think it was NFT London, right? Yeah. I was hosting a panel during that conference and I told my panelists, we are going to discuss all about NFTs without even using the word NFT. And I said, let's cut all the jargon out. Let's say digital collectibles and let's talk in layman's language because that's when you will have people with you. If we start banding and throwing, uh, you know, with gay abandon all the jargon, it's not going to stick. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. 100%. We connected there in London and a few weeks later I was in Miami and that was the sentiment as well, that 10 day tour of speaking. (laughs) But it was very clear that the community at large outside of Web3 wanted to understand. And so that then forced individuals that were sharing the knowledge and creating to say, wait a minute, Let's put aside these words. How can we describe this to a third grader? I mean, that's typically how I operate when I speak. But if you're building and using it all the time and you're within this, you know, you're around individuals that are using that same language, then you forget that the person outside the house that wants to get in the party doesn't know the code to get into the house. And so 
by showing them the doorway, by using familiar language, metaphors, analogies, the third address, as you mentioned, you shared with us what you had recommended to the panelists to say digital collectibles. I, I use the word digital assets. I was at a, a panel the other day at the Belgium consulate and we were talking and I had to describe Web3 in three minutes, but not, and similarly, like my challenge to myself was how do I use information that the audience already knows? And so it was just asking simple questions. Who's ever signed a contract? Hands go up. Who's ever bought a house? Hands go up. Who's? And then so it's now you're taking these familiar concepts and then you're just layering on the technology and how the technology works as opposed to non-fungible tokens, decentralized, decentralized autonomous organizations. You know, it's like, what? What does that even mean? You know? Nova, just like your example, I was again on a panel and we were discussing, you know, the technologies behind Web3, what powers it up. And so everybody was going very technical and using the jargon. When it came to my turn, I described Web3 as a mindset. And I just stopped after that. And that got people thinking. Because yeah. here I was saying it's not about technology. It's right. about collaboration rather than competition. Yes. yes. And that's enough for people to sit up and take notice and, right. and start thinking that, hey, if we want to succeed in Web3, we have to shed that Web2 mindset of this yeah. is my own, I'm not going to share it. All that has gone out of the window because now you're building a community where you have all your stakeholders in one bucket, whether they are your investors, your suppliers, yeah. your customers, it's all one bucket. And that's what the essence of Web3 is. Yes. Oh my gosh, I'm so glad you brought this up. Because <laughs> this is the philosophy side of things, right? Like where it's so steep sometimes on the technical side. But when we go back and ask the question, well, why did the early adopters decide to go into Web3? And it was just what you're saying there. It's about the mindset. That's what attracted me was the opportunity. And when you think about, well, when did that also happen in history? the wild, wild west, right? When people were going to the new frontier, seeking opportunity, seeking gold and seeking more land, seeking more prosperity for themselves and their families, seeking freedom, seeking ownership. These are the things that are the underbelly, the undercurrent of the movement of Web3. And, and it's happened in history before. That's just one example. And when you have that power of human force, of collective, of a collective that is building towards the same goal, then you have this rapid scale of growth and innovation. And then now we're looking at adoption and the barrier between the two. But when you look at the innovation that's happened in this space in such a short amount of time, that cannot happen without the mindset, as you said, without individuals coming together for the greater good of the goal and putting down differences, putting down egos, and let's build together. We're all kids in a sandbox trying to create the tallest sandcastle that is able to withstand the strongest waves and it's the cutest castle ever. <laughs> so how do we do this? And we have to do it together and bringing the uniqueness of our perspectives and our backgrounds and our differences to create the strongest castle. And I think, and for the castle to protect, not harm, let's also, look at that. So I love how you bottled that up into this word mindset, because I feel that that was something that was discussed probably more so around this time last year. And then 
money flooded in and hype flooded in and all these other things. So it became very technical and everyone was the expert in the technical jargon term. And and then those that were not in the space was like, whoa, 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 you guys are talking gibberish. I don't know what you're taught. You're lucid dreaming. I don't know what you're doing over there, but I don't want any part of it. <laughs> and then the bear market didn't help us as, as well. But when you peel all the onion layers and you clear the smoke, these are foundational technologies that are going to be what our economies are built on, what new industry is built on, and it's going to touch every industry as we move forward. And which industries and how quickly those will be revolutionized is going to be dependent on the value those tools are adding at that moment in time. But this is here to stay for sure. So I love that. I love the mindset conversation. And at least that's what attracted me, you know, as a creative, as an entrepreneur, as a mother, as a designer, I was looking at the, wow, this means this, this, it was very much of the empowerment conversation. Yeah. Like I felt empowered and I could see how others could be empowered for so many reasons with these tools. And that's another thing I want to just emphasize. These are tools we're talking about <laughs> and we are the humans using the tools. Yeah, Noah, just to add to, you know, what you were saying about uh, people and empowerment, through my experience of being an entrepreneur for like 27 years now, I have met the best people in my life in the last 18 months. And that's how long I've been in the Web3 space. Mm. I find people are open-hearted. Yeah. And it becomes so easy. Like in MetaShapers, we have about 70 people on our WhatsApp group. And that is, for me, not a, not just a community. It's my extended family. Yeah. I was just right? having a conversation yesterday. conversations with them 24 by 7. I don't have to worry, hey, am I poking this guy at this odd hour? No. Yeah. We take it for granted that whenever we feel like we'll reach out to each other, whatever may be the case. I mean, just yesterday, somebody was talking about anybody interested in a tennis game. So it's not about the metaverse and Web3. We yeah. have become family. Yeah, I agree. It's so funny because I feel like there's a community of what I would just see my my sisters and my brothers, like we were growing up together in this space. And I consider you one of those individuals. And I'm so proud when something new happens for them. And it's so exciting. And it's just like how you would feel, as you said, if one of your family members, your siblings, your cousins, your children or your parents, they've accomplished something, they've done something, they've received an award or an accolade, or they invite you to participate in something. You're just excited. And it's really this human to human connection and such an irony because this is so digital. This environment is so digital. And maybe that's the point. Maybe because it's so hyper focused on digital technologies that it forces or breeds this need and desire to connect on a real authentic human level. And, but the connections are so powerful and so real and they're, they're instant. That's another thing too. Yeah. It's like, and whoa. You know, the funny thing is we, we might not meet 20% of those people we know virtually ever in yeah. life, right? That's but right. We are so well connected. Yes. Yes. And then when we have the opportunity to be in that same space physically, it's such a magical moment. It really is. It's like oh, in the yeah. flesh. <laughs> I just had one of those moments yesterday and it's so special because you already have that 
that relationship and that connection. And I think it goes back to, and I can't say everyone in the space has this philosophy, but at least the individuals that I've had the fortunate opportunity to work with is that we are truly focused on a world that's better, more positive, more equal, more fair, kinder, more compassionate, that there's more access, that there's more financial prosperity. These are more healthy mindsets. These are the things that we are aiming towards. And we're excited because we have a whole new set of tools to try to build that better place. And I think that's what's connecting us on a human level is that we're all focused on this higher level of consciousness living this where we're operating with more compassion to each other. And we're doing that right on the ground. Like this is like we're talking to talk and we're doing it one on one because that's the big goal we have for everyone else. Yeah, 100%. So let's talk a little bit about impact before we go into the next section of the show. And I'd love for you to share some use cases around some young individuals that you've personally worked with and are continuing to support because I think it's important for our younger... I actually want to give a shout out to two Gen Zs that I've gotten to know well and I'm helping them professionally as well. Yes, please. Uh, Yeah, and just before getting on to your show, I was recording a podcast with a 21-year-old Alistair Pernigo from Milan who calls himself a futurist. At 21, he's 21 years old, Noah, and he calls himself a futurist. Now, just try and get into his mind, into his body. At 21, let's go back when we were 21. Okay. I don't know about you, what you were up to, but I was figuring out whether I should study physics or chemistry or whatever (laughs) else. I was applying to grad school. (laughs) And this guy is building a very vital component of metaverse of senses. Yes. A lot to do with smell, Mm. the sense of smell in the metaverse. In Mm. other words, you and I will very soon be able to smell coffee in the metaverse. Mm. And this I'm waiting. Is, I'm, I'm, listen, when you're able to get me to smell like strawberries and roses, I'm all there. <laughs> chocolate, warm yeah. baked cookies, chocolate chip cookies. I'm all yes. there. All of it. So there's going to be lavender. There's going to be French vanilla. And let me uh, very quickly try and share with you how this is all going to happen. Mm. So this 21-year-old got the idea of getting into the space because when he used to travel on vacation with his family, he used to, at airports, see these police dogs sniffing people, right? I guess we all have gone through that experience. And he was at that time, I think, 12 years old, young lad. And it got him thinking, what kind of sense do these dogs have that we humans don't have? Right. And he started reading up on this, like in Google, basically. He started searching, read articles. One thing led to another and he quit school because he decided that he is going to crack this code. He's going to figure out the power of the sense of smell. And today he's reached a point where I actually invited him to Dubai last week. So this last week he was here in Dubai. I hosted a panel with him being on the panel 
This was an event in Dubai at the World Trade Center where 180,000 people visited over four days. Wow. And he talked about the use case for the F&B industry where imagine you could smell a burger and then that would make you order from Burger King or McDonald's as the case may be. Right. And this is on the annual. The POC is in place. Basically, Alistair has got the technology where he has put together or rather assembled a kit. And I believe he bought all these ingredients of Alibaba. So it's not that he went to a Berkeley lab or anything right. to study this. He was experimenting, very low cost kind of a mock-up he built up. And when he came to Dubai, he brought this little device, which has a sensor, just like a chip, right? Yeah. And then I was sitting with him in Costa Coffee and he put this little device on top of coffee and on the small screen, it said coffee. I ordered orange juice. And on that screen, it read orange juice. Mm. So he's able through that sensor. Mm. There are no chemicals involved, no cartridge, nothing. No consumables. It's mm. pure tech at play. I love that. I want to just jump in here because it also brought me back to something you said earlier in, the, in our conversation. So this young man had an experience or came across something that appealed to him. He dove in, did a bunch of research and was so compelled that he did a, a pivot, a 360 pivot. And his desire is to create impact. And that desire was so overwhelming that he left school, started doing his own research, created a lab in his own home, flew across the globe to meet you and to sh demonstrate this with you because he was so passionate or intentional on creating this solution for impact based on what he researched around scent and health. And I'm familiar with that because I've done research in the past around that category. So I am fascinated in how he's going to bring that into these digital environments. But the thing I, that jumped out at me was about him and the, his, the steps that he took and the similarity to your decision to pivot from this very secure, predictable path to a path of impact, that you recognize something unique, you had this sense of urgency that you had to put your energy into it, that you had to be a part of that, that your involvement would integrally impact that space or that, that industry. And that's a very powerful thing. And I want to just point that out to our listeners that if there's something inside you, if the desire is in, planted inside you and there's no straight path, there's no, I mean, this young man is stepping into the unknown. Sherrod stepped into the unknown. I mean, the internet was literally a word. It was the World Wide Web, okay? <laughs> like, that's what it was. It wasn't even the quote-unquote internet. It was the World Wide Web information highway back in 1996. But he had a desire and he had a vision and it was so powerful. He pivoted and took that chance. And this young man did the same. I have a story where I did the same. And that's what I want to just leave with you is that if there's something planted inside you that you know will lead to impact in one way or another, there's a reason for that. Like everything that you want to create or bring into the world, there's someone looking for that solution. And it's just a matter of connecting the dots. Sherrod and this young man met because Sherrod was looking for a unique solution. This young man had it. 
there's going to be individuals looking for the solution that he's building within his environment. Sherrod is providing solutions with his communities around MetaShapers, around the educational content that he's creating with only webinars, the technical solutions that he's been doing for decades with CyberGear. There's people looking for what you want to bring into the world, and it doesn't necessarily have to be digital or technological or in Web3. You know, you could be knitting sweaters and there's someone that wants a really cozy sweater right now. So if there's a desire that's placed inside you, I think it's so important to take a moment and recognize that. And and if you have a fear of pivoting, put, put people around you that will support you, that will encourage you, because it is scary to step into the unknown. But there's someone looking for what you want to bring to the world. And, and hopefully that will be enough to break through any barriers of fear that may exist. So anyway, I just wanted to point that out because I think your living example, this young man who has such an inspiring story is also a living example of impact. And I wanted to make sure we highlighted that. I'm going to give you the microphone really quickly so we can move into the part of the show that you play host and you get to ask a couple of questions. And I know this is a seat that you're really comfortable in, <laughs> but I'm giving you the mic. Okay, do you want the easy questions or the hard ones? It is whatever you want. And I say that slightly cautiously, but no, seriously, whatever you want to ask. Okay, so let me ask a very general question. Doesn't have to be metaverse related. Yeah. Uh, what keeps you up at night? Wow, I love that question. I don't think I've gotten that before. Okay. What? So there's, I mean, that's a two part question. What wakes me up in the early wee hours of the morning? And then what keeps me up at night are, are two different things. I wake right. up with ideas flooded all the time, like just a stream of ideas in what I'm working on at that moment and solutions to problems or questions or new creations, <laughs> new brand names. So I wake up with ideas a lot in early, early hours. But what keeps me up is how do I shorten the distance from A to B as relates to my purpose here? Because I believe that I am here to make an impact, to positively inspire millions of people. And how can I do that? Because I feel that there are so many individuals that are looking for that. It could be the word, the image, the, the phrase, the sound, whatever it is, to encourage them to take that next step, to take that leap of faith that you took many years ago that this young man has recently taken. And... How we get that inspiration is different for so many of us. Sometimes it's a book, it could be a song, it could be an individual, it could be a poem, and it comes to us from different places. And I want to use my platforms to do just that. I want to create different modalities where individuals can be touched with inspiration so they feel empowered to take action. And that action leads them to a more happy, fulfilled place where they're living their dreams, where they're actualizing their joys. Because why are we here if we can't be happy? What are we doing if we're getting up and going to sleep with the same cycle, same routine, and we're not fulfilled? And we're here, all of us are here to create and serve, but we're here to do that through what fills our hearts, what gives us joy personally. And so we need to find the time and the space to find that inner joy so that overflows to those around us. And I think that's when we do feel the happiest, when we are able to help someone else or serve someone else through what makes us happy. So for me, it's how do I shorten that distance? How do I get to that end goal faster where I can impact as many people as possible, where I can inspire 
as many people as possible to take that next chance to to take the next step, to pick up that book, to talk to that person, whatever those fear barriers are, to get past those things where they could be on a path of joy. And but how do I make the world happier one person at a time? And yeah. using the different modalities that are available to me to do that. So I think that's what keeps me up at night. Yeah, great. That's a great answer. And I think, uh, Noah, you're getting there. I'm not going to ask you another question, but I'll leave you with this thought. I, uh, you know, last weekend in Dubai, had the opportunity to attend a two-day Mind Valley Festival. And I also got a chance to have a intimate chat with the founder. And I asked him uh, what's next uh, in terms of uh, what he's planning to do with Mind Valley. And he looked into my eyes direct and said, I want to touch a billion lives, a billion lives. That for me is impact right there. It does not stop at looking at your own geography or your own vicinity. You mm -hmm. have to think across borders and one person can make a difference. That I think is the belief all of us need to imbibe because if even if you look at history of countries, of continents, mm -hmm. It's been one person who's made a difference, right? At different times of our lives. So let us all, I think, aspire to be that one person. And yes, we can be. That's the belief we need to have in ourselves. I love that. And thank you for that. And I actually jotted that down. <laughs> a billion, forget the millions. I'm going for a billion, okay? So thank you for that inspiration. And I really, really am grateful that you had the time to spend with me and our listeners today, Sharad. So thank you so much. Would love to have you back in the near future because I know you're like every time I spin around, you're doing something incredible and amazing and creating impact. So thank you. And I want to thank our listeners for coming back and joining us here at Unleash Your Supernova and making us not only award nominated 2x over, but also in the top 3% around the globe in terms of all podcasts. So thank you for tuning in each and every show. And if you have not yet gotten the book, Unleash Your Supernova, what are you waiting for? It is at all your favorite bookstores. Go, go, go get it now. It is to help you bring complex ideas to execution while increasing your creativity and avoiding burnout. So if you're an entrepreneur or if you have an idea that you want to bring to life, go get Unleash Your Supernova. And again, thank you, Sharad. Thank you to our listeners. I am your host, Nova Lorraine. And until next time. Cheers, Nova.